and welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's Tuesday night program with special guests. Tonight we have with us a very special guest, Rabbi Mordechai Ginsberg. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi. How are you doing? Pleasure. Welcome. How's everything? Baruch Hashem, and very uh, happy to be here. Okay, pleasure all of ours, and uh, Rabbi Ginsberg is the Manala of Beisakov of Queens, which we'll hear momentarily about uh, where my wife went and my children, my daughters go. Shem. And uh, our minute, our custom is to, a little bit of a bio, a little background of the great work the rabbi is involved with. Thank you. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, I've just finished my first year at Beis Yaakov of Queens. I moved from Chicago where I lived my entire life, other than when I learned in Eretz Yisrael. But I was there for my entire life till I moved to Beis, to uh, Woodmere, where I'm living, and working, of course, at Beis Yaakov of Queens. And Baruch Hashem had a fabulous first year in the wonderful, wonderful school. Um, in Chicago, I've been involved in Chinuch for more than 30 years, um, as working in as a skan manal in yeshiva, boys yeshiva, also teaching in Beis Yaakov, also worked in elementary school, also oh. co-ed. So I was involved with high school boys, high school girls, elementary boys and girls, both in yeshivish, Beis Yaakov, and in modern orthodox co-ed schools. Wow, lot. unbelievable. The whole gamut, everything. Yeah. Yeah, the absolutely. rabbi has a lot of experience, and that's why uh, Baruch Hashem, the Queens community, is very, very lucky to have the rabbi as a manal of Beis Yaakov in Queens and Baruch Hashem the first year was amazing and it from strength to strength Amen. much continued Hatzlacha okay great Rabbi so uh, the topic for tonight Rabbi is um, critical connections and uh, you know we just heard about the vast uh, experience that the Rabbi has had in the area of Chinuch of education uh, if you would say one aspect in the Chinuch and the educational Jewish world that needs some Chizik some strengthening what would you say uh, uh, that that would be yeah, I, I would say I'm very passionate about the idea of building the connection with a Rav, and specifically I'm referring to from the student's vantage point. Let me explain. Sure. Um, certainly this is true for boys, but it's more natural in a yeshiva setting that boys will connect with their Rabbeim, and that continues through base medrash, etc. What I really noticed, though, is with the girls, mm. both in high school and in elementary school, in Beis Yaakov, the girls, they aren't always with the mindset of talking to a Rav and asking a, a Shiloh to a Rav. Ask a question. They don't feel comfortable. Ask a question to a Rav. And, and when I, for example, when I would ask the, the girls in Beis Yaakov in, in high school in Chicago, um, what's your connection with a the rub? They'd say, well, I don't need to ask the question. One Right now my father asks, or one day in Hashem, my husband will ask. And I tried to explain to them that, first of all, there could be a situation where they're not around, they're not available, and you're going to need to make that phone call. Other times it could also be a personal question that you need to ask. You, you have to gain a level of comfort calling Rabbeim and Rabbanim. And this was true also in elementary school because obviously if we can build that in elementary school, by the time they get to high school, it's already even more of a connection. So I started a long time ago. I did this with boys also, but certainly with girls. Something called Ask the Rebbe, Ask the Rabbi, Ask the Rav, where I would, for example, put on the blackboard a number of nice questions I wanted to make sure the girls were comfortable that it was a good question. So I came up with the questions. They could be about halacha, hilchos shabbos, about whatever the different topics were. And I told each girl they have to pick the que- a question. 
and go to their shul rabbi, wow. ask the question, get the answer, and then we're going to discuss it in class. And they had to do this. And It'll and break the ice. It'll break the ice. And there was no Amazing. emailing. No, <laughs> you had to either go in person or make a phone call. Because wow. that's the natural way. People normally, you, you see the rub in shul or you make a phone call. No hiding behind technology. <laughs> go do that. And the girls did it. And there were so many amazing lessons they got out of it. First of all, almost everyone told me it was much easier than they expected. The only time it was difficult was sometimes the rub might be difficult to track down. Maybe he was out of town. But in terms of the friendliness of the of the rabbi, the comfort level, oh, this was so much easier. It was I, I, I even received letters later from girls in seminary or after they got married telling me that because of this assignment... They, they have no problem calling their Rav now. And they and stay connected with them over stay here. Connect. Well, it could be also they Amazing. might move to a different location, oh, but amazing. irrelevant. The point is they now realize that it's not scary or intimidating to get on the phone and call a Rav. And this wasn't only for halacha purposes, for Jewish law. It was also for getting advice, to, for guidance. So I wanted to make sure that even at a young age, certainly at elementary and into high school, that, that ice was broken, and they saw how wonderful it is to, to call a rub. And, I, and Rabbi Meir, I'll tell you another interesting thing was that sometimes if a couple of girls had the same question, so the Rabbam might give slightly different answers, right. which I tried to explain to them is, is fine. We have machlokes. We have arguments sometimes. Eilu, eilu. Everything is, has their... Right, it, but it led to a beautiful discussion. They could understand the difference between... Sfardim, Ashkenazim, even sometimes two rabbim, two rabbis within the same Sfardic or Ashkenazic uh, situation. But it was a, it was just a, a beautiful opportunity to talk about the the whole idea of talking to a, a rabbi and, and getting that guidance. Um, in Beis Yaakov of Queens, I've tried very hard as the Menial to be as accessible as I can be to the girls. I can attest to that. My daughters feel very <laughs> Thank you. much. Thank you. A lot of the rabbi greets them when they come off the bus. I try. It's so important to build that connection. I want the girls to feel comfortable with... I, I, I am the rabbi of, of the school, and one of the, the few rabbis that they'll probably have real interaction with until at least high school. So it's, it's right. very important that they feel comfortable and connected. And Baruch Hashem... The girls would come to my office, sometimes on their own, sometimes sent by their moros, their teachers, with a question about halacha, about law, or, or about parsha, about you know the weekly portion. And I loved it. And, and, and I tried as much as I can just to, to build that connection. And I could see, Baruch Hashem, that the girls felt a comfort level, which Amir Hashem will continue into high school and into the future and again, as I mentioned before, this is true for boys too. We have to make sure they feel connected. It's just more natural and easier for them. But in the, in the girls' situation, it's 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 so important that they build those connections with Rabbi. What an innovative idea, Rabbi! This is amazing, unbelievable. What grades did you start this as a rabbi? Uh... Yeah, so in Chicago, I started as young as fifth grade. Oh, wow. obviously the type of question that I had the high school girls in Beis Yaakov ask was different than I would have a fifth grader ask. Right. But a question's a question. It's just to build that connection. But as young as fifth grade, and the, the feedback and, and was tremendous. It really was, every time I did this assignment, 
the the reaction was was excellent. I never had any bad reaction result from this. It was it was all good. This should be a quality show movie. The entire world should know about this. It's so <laughs> exciting! Wow, an amazing idea. Very innovative. Very 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 interesting. So, Rabbi, with what I understand, this was done with uh, the children. What role do the parents play in this important uh, initiative? I guess we'll call it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that when we at school and it, and it's we always say this, but it's a hundred percent true. The important partnership that the school has with with the home it's, right. it's for sure it's so integral, so important. So when we're teaching at school this idea of asking the rav, asking the rav, being connected with the rav, so certainly the parents are we hope also connected with the shul rav with with rabbanim with different Jewish organizations. And the more that the children see, number one, that the parents also consult with the Rav. I mean, I often tell my own children, uh, Mommy and I are going are to call the Rav to ask a certain Shiloh. They don't need to know necessarily what the Shiloh is, right. the question. They won't, don't need to know what the question is, but just they... But they hear that the, the they parents hear are in touch with the Rav. We're rabbi. in touch, and, and they know that. They see that because we... we they know, but it's something Very that important. I mention to them, and I want them to know that. So, first of all, they should... I mean, it, it's true in and of itself that parents, just because it's important that parents have a connection with a rabbi for their own good, they should do it. But there's an, an additional critical benefit that the, the children are seeing that the parents are also involved with rabbanim. Then what the children are learning at school is, is that much more real. I, I would also mention, it's obvious, but I think it's worth mentioning that that. God forbid the children shouldn't see any type of a negative aspect to this. In other words, that the, the children should always be hearing from the parents positive interactions with the rabbi. That could even be just a speech or a lot of times rabbis will come up with certain rules and regulations that, that are going on in, in the world, in the community. How the parents react to that the children are watching. Children, yeah, sure. I, I think sometimes parents don't even realize. I, sometimes I didn't even realize how much my children are watching and listening to everything we do, everything, and they everything. pick up on all the subtleties. Like so, sponge. it's so important that just how parents are reacting to rabbanim in general, just things that they're teaching, things that the rabbanim are saying, how the re- parents are reacting to that will have an enormous effect on the children also. So all of this plays a role in what we're talking here about this critical connection with Rabbanim. We at the school have to push that connection, create that connection, but at home it's reinforced and it's really role modeled and it's it's critical. 100%. So the yeshiva, the Beis Yaakov, and the parents are partners in the children's upbringing. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it works hand in hand. It reminds me of a story. I don't remember where it was or the details, but basically there were two families from the same community. And the one family, the children all grew up, all beautiful, the Torah and, and the whole nine yards. Well, the other family was not. And uh, they complained. They're like, why is it that this family is this way and our children are that way? And they did some research and they, they dug into it and they realized that when the father of this family with all the kids that are on the right path, he would come home after synagogue, after shul, and he would say, overall, the rabbi said such a beautiful insight, such a beautiful dvartar, such a beautiful uh, you know story, and he would give it over that way. On the other hand, the other family would come home, 
oh my gosh, this feature is so long. Right. And it was a negative. For and sure. that's what that's what the kids saw and that's what they heard. And uh, like, uh, unfortunately, when those came uh, from the Holocaust, they had a difficult time in America with their jobs. And uh, whenever they would they have Shabbat, uh, they would say, I don't know how to say it in Yiddish, but it's so hard to be a Yid. To yeah, schwer, schwer sein to be a Yid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Feinstein, Moshe Feinstein yeah. says this yeah. over. And uh, the kids would hear this and they'd be like, you know, if that's the case, if it's so hard, what do I need all this for? And, and, and God forbid, unfortunately, many of them uh, dropped. But right, 100%. When the, when the children see... Positivity, that, like that, the rabbi was saying. Positivity and, and, and how much the, the parents are happy to be connected to the Rav and, and want to listen. It makes such an incredible impact on the children. Incredible. Very big, Very big difference. Make for yourself a rabbi and remove all doubt. And that's exactly what it is. Many times there's a difference of opinions whether it's parents and they have a rabbi that's an intermediate, intermediate, the one in the middle that uh, deals it for them. So it's very important that every single person takes upon themselves a rabbi. And uh, there's a big discussion, Rabbi Ginspark, of the topic of technology. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's yeah. a topic that we constantly at Chazak are getting, uh, you know, requests and phone calls and emails. And, and, and they, they mention what's the right approach. How does this tie into our discussion that we're having right now? Yeah, I mean... It definitely ties in. It ties in very strongly. Obviously, there has been a lot and continues to be a lot of discussion about technology. Because it evolves. There's constantly it's, it's, new it's gadgets. Con- that's new- right. It's constantly changing. And, and it's important to emphasize that there are tremendous benefits to technology. It, it's important that the audience know that Rabbanim don't just look at technology as a bad thing. There are tremendous positives to technology and tremendous ways to use technology. However, we all know that there are some very challenges. big challenges. So the Rabbanim, with their wisdom and Siyaita Deshmaya, are doing their best in, in this always evolving situation to give us guidance, and we have to trust in that guidance. And this is exactly what we were just talking about. If the children see that the parents, number one, follow the guidance... So, for example, just to pick a simple example... It's been talked about, and it's talked about in the secular world too. It's not just by Rabbanim. Secular people will say the same thing. With dinner time, for example, put away the phone. Put away the phone. Yeah. The yeah. time when you're talking with your children, put away the phone so the children feel important and there's real dialogue and discussion with parents, which is what the children need and want. So if, if, if parents don't listen to that, not only is it harmful in and of itself because they're not connecting with their children, but what then do the children think when they see everybody knows that the Rabbanim have said this and I'm sure they even know that the secular world has said this. They're like, you're supposed to be doing this and the parents aren't putting it away. So it, it just tears everything down. So it, it is, it's critical that the, that the parents understand that in and of itself the importance of listening to the guidance we're receiving so that their use of technology will be positive for themselves and their family but it has this other aspect, an incredibly important ramification of this is what we're talking about, this critical connection with the, rab- with the rab- Rabbani, with the rabbis. It will be harmed if, God forbid, we're not following the guidance that the rabbis are giving us. Very important. Very, very, very important. This is something that we've seen many, many times 
serious issues come out of uh, this whole uh, issue with technology. Where did the role of a Rebbitzin? Is it, in your program of Ask the Rabbi, would it be okay for the fifth grader uh, that, that was in Beit to go over to a Rebbitzin to ask a question? Or was it specifically to the rabbi? So I did it more with the rabbi because... Baruch Hashem, there are wonderful Rebbitzins and Moros who are in the schools and 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 even after schools, after people are married, obviously, right. to consult with the, the ladies. That's right. that's beautiful. There is a time though where they do need to speak directly oh, right. to the Rav, right. right? Whatever the situation might be. Um, in fact, many times the Rebbitzins themselves might say this is something to, to ask the Rav directly. But of course, the Rebbitzins play a, a very important role. The Moros play an incredibly important role. They all play an important role. But there, ultimately, there's going to be situations where the, the rabbi does need to talk directly to the, the whether it's a boy or certainly in the, what we're discussing, right. the girl, the lady, and we want to make sure that connection is, is built. If, if the first time... A person is told this is when by the Rebbitzin when they're already married, they've never right. interacted with a rub. There's probably going to be some hesitation <laughs> and intimidation, unfortunately, whatever. Right. If we've laid that groundwork before, it's not something to worry about. And in addition to that, when we talk about what we were just discussing, when we talk about the guidelines that are given to the to the entire congregation, to the right. entire Jewish people, those are always coming from Rabbanim. So we right. want to get across that idea right. of listening to a Rav, etc. 100%. And it should be known that many times people feel, oh, you know, the local rabbi, like, I'm saying he's younger, or he's not in the know, or he's not, you know, the, the greatest. <laughs> it should be known that the rabbis many times consult with Gedalim, with, with, with big, big, big rabbis of the generation, that uh, give them the guidance of certain questions. And many times the rabbis, I, I, on a personal level, my relationship with my rabbi, many times they wouldn't give me the answer right away. Now let me think it over. Let me discuss it over with this and this rabbi who knows this area much better. It's something that people should understand and know. Absolutely. In fact, let me just add, I, I should have mentioned this before when I was talking about the Ask the Rabbi assignment. Right. I always made a note of it, of pointing out to my students that when I have questions... I call my Rav, and I, and I wanted them to understand that even though Rabbi Ginsparg, who's already like a rabbi, a rabbi <laughs> and, and now I'm even a little bit older than I was when I first started teaching 30 years ago, but even now, I want my Talmidos, like in the Beis Yaakov of Queens, to know, of course, I went to Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky's Zatzal for a question, or of course, I call my Rabbanim in Chicago or now in Queens or in the five towns. I'm, I'm making those phone calls. I want the girls to know that. They need to know that the connection to a rabbi is always, no matter how old you are, and that rabbeim consult rabbeim. It's, it's such an, important. an incredibly important lesson. People should know that. People think, oh, he's just you know saying it. No, absolutely. As many times. And, and, and Rabbi Meir, if you should know, that impression was made on me because my one of my Rabbeim would always tell me how he consulted with his Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> so it goes chain by chain. That's right. But that's how Klai Yisrael works. We have, it's essential, we have an, an essential connection with our previous generations. That's what we believe in. We, we, we look to our older and more experienced Rabbanim to guide us. 
And that's that lesson that we're trying to get across to a generation where we know, unfortunately, that's not always the case. Right. It's very much taught almost like not so much to listen to the, to the other. older generation. In fact, it's interesting. Technology having nothing to do with like the technology itself, but the concept, very often the kids know better than the adults. <laughs> so I'm saying like, without talking about the good and bad of a cell phone, whatever, but the idea is the kids see that we know better than the adults. And in some way, perhaps that leads to somewhat of a little bit lack of respect. Like they don't know how to do any of this stuff, but <laughs> we in the Klai Yisrael, in the Jewish people, we know we're dealing with something far more holy and important. And for us, the Mesorah, the tradition handed down from rabbi to student, rabbi to student, is so critical that the next generation of students, the ones that I'm involved with right now, need to know that they need to be connected with, with me and their Moros, who are connected to their, their Moros and their Rabbeim, etc. And that, that gets that lesson across. Powerful Rabbi Ginsberg. Such inspiration, such chizuk, so important for everyone listening to take this to heart, to, to, to make sure to implement this concept with the children, Mirza with Shem. the family. Yeah. Rabbi, we have a minute, another custom by Torah Talks to end off with one final message for our broad audience. What would that be, Rabbi Ginsberg? I would I would say that what we talked about, obviously, this evening is so important and we called it critical connections i would say that the most most critical connection is the connection with hashem Ah. with hashem (laughs) and and when i talk about a connection with hashem i'm talking specifically at this moment about tefillah about davening we can we can talk together and discuss but in the end you have to have heavenly assistance and we have to daven to Hashem, to help us with growing in our own lives and, and positively affecting our children. We all know that none of this is easy. There's challenges and difficulties and it's hard, but there's it's hard because there's an incredible gold medal, so to speak, which is being how lucky we are to be from Jews connected to Hashem. So we know that all of our efforts and and the challenges is for something incredible and really brings simcha, happiness to our lives, real happiness. I tell this to my students all the time. Real happiness and simcha is by being a from Jew and listening to Hashem and accomplishing in life and and doing, being connected with Hashem. But in terms of specifically our discussion tonight, we need to dive into Hashem to raise our children properly. To, to, it's just so important. So that's maybe the most critical connection in order to make this critical connection with the rabbi also possible is that we ask Hashem, help us to, to make the right decisions, to be connected with Hashem, to be connected with Rabbanim, and that we should be good role models and make the right decisions so we can give that over that teaching over to our children so that the next generation will continue in, a, in this holy Claudius role that we are. Amazing Rabbi Ginsberg, Shlita, what inspiration, what chizam, Thank what you. an amazing Torah talk we just had. Thank you for Ginsberg. having me. The pleasure all ours. Yagda Torah, Yagda the Rabbi doing an amazing job uh, teaching Torah and giving it over to the next generation. And we should all take it to heart, like was mentioned, to make yourself a rabbi to go ask the questions, the, 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 even the advice to go over to the Rabbanim. They're there for us. They're always ready. 
And Mr. Shem, we should be zochem. We should manage to see the gilash and the complete redemption. And to come back from our is feeling our days. Amen. Just a few thank yous, of course. Everyone at Chazak, Rabbi, and uh, and Rahman and Natan, A, Natan B, and Izzy, and the whole team over here for all the back work uh, that they've been doing and do on a consistent basis. Uh, thank you very much to uh, dailygiving.org. A dollar a day goes a very, very far away. We encourage everyone to check it out. Torah, anytime for hosting this podcast, along with all the podcast platforms uh, where you can listen to these Torah Talks. And reminder, every single Tuesday night, Torah Talks with a special guest at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chazak.org slash live and torrentime.com slash chazak2. Thank you very much, Rabbi Ginsberg, once again. Pleasure. Saras Tavis.